Hello and welcome to another edition of 99 Questions. I am your host, Bob Buell. This is an oddly numbered interview show where we ask interesting people interesting questions. Today I'm joined by the great Mary Kish. Mary, thank you so much for joining me here. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Uh, I know it's a very strange time in the world right now, but we're going we're gonna to go through, you know, less than 100 questions. And I think we're going to have a good time doing it. I think I can accept only less than 100 questions. Any more than that, I just couldn't do it. It's the right amount of questions, I feel. Uh, any, any less, any more, it would just be gratuitous, really. It's, it's not worth it. But uh, uh, I did want to throw out, we got a couple quick ground rules here. Uh, ground rules, that's the best way I can word it for now. Uh, so on any of these questions, uh, you can take as much time or as little time as you need to answer any of them. If a yes or a no suffices, give us a yes or a no. If a short story about your life helps explain the answer to that question, I want to hear that story. Ground rule number two, there's nothing crazy in here. There's nothing that's meant to ensnare you in a web. If you want to pass... We can pass. There's there's no pressure there. And grand rule number three, despite the name of the show being 99 questions, I might ask a follow-up question. I might spit one off the dome. Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's a little bit loosey-goosey there. Don't take it canonically to be exactly 99 questions. Um... But the, the point of that being, our first of our non-questions, Mary, are you ready? Yes, I, I'm ready to go. Let's, <laughs> let's get into this. I can't believe it starts with a non-question. I'm ready to do this. I don't want to get too pedantic about what is required to be a numbered question. Oh, that's that's the thing. There's some uh, there's some pedantry that could be brought up with several of these. Some of these <laughs> are just a sentence that I decided to put a question mark at the end of rather than a period uh and uh i think that'll kind of be a catch-all into that ground rule number three you know uh because <laughs> uh if if this was only about questions i'd be out of a job here so uh but that leads me to question number one what is the perfect breakfast the perfect breakfast is one I cook in my Ooh. kitchen. It is hash browns that are made from, you know, potatoes that you put in a little grinder to make little hash brown pieces, and then those mm -hmm. go in a grill. And I cook up um, – Oof. We're going to get specific on perfection here, but please do. I actually do have a meal that I call the perfect breakfast, which is funny. Oh, so I'm just going to tell perfect. you. Yeah, yes. I whisper it when I eat it. The perfect breakfast. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's hash browns that are, you know, from fresh potatoes. It's, um, I cut up peppers, typically a red pepper, um, and I use half a fresh onion, and then I also use a pickled onion that I pickle Ooh. myself. Yeah, and those kind of help give it just a little bit of a extra flavor. And I kind of put those on a grill with some pieces of bacon, and I put some crushed red pepper, or we call it a CRP. Uh, you put lots of CRP on that and uh, make sure that everything's looking good and kind of caramelized. And then I fry up two eggs 
and I make a little bit of hollandaise, which is actually not that hard to do. It's essentially I was going to say, like, make hollandaise. That's yeah. a, a bit above my uh, my culinary skills, but yes. This is not often that perfect breakfast happens, right? Because it's the perfect breakfast, which is different than just making breakfast. You have mm -hmm. to go for it. So <laughs> you make a little bit of hollandaise, which is essentially butter and egg yolk, and you just have to watch it like a hawk, right? And you just kind of stir that bad boy until it kind of makes this nice thick goo and you put it over the uh so you have hash browns you put your onion and your bacon on top of the hash browns you put the mm -hmm. fried eggs on top of that and then you put a little bit of hollandaise on top of that and bam perfect breakfast that's i you know at first i was like why are you whispering perfect breakfast but now that you've explained the whole thing i get it <laughs> that's really good it's not often, but if I'm, you know, feeling it, it takes a good amount of time. It's worth it. It's an enjoyable way to spend a morning. And it literally is dubbed the perfect breakfast in this home. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right. Question number two. Who is the coolest dude? Oh, my goodness. I know so many cool dudes. Um... We get to the tough questions here, you know? I know. I also like that, you know, I'm a dude, you're a dude, he's a dude, she's a dude, we're all dudes. It could 100%. actually be anyone here um, when we talk about cool dudes. I believe mm -hmm. on a previous interview, uh, a dog was chosen as the coolest dude. So it's <laughs> we're across the board here. <laughs> Anything's on the table. Yeah, I think Simone is a cool dude. Um, and it's really hard to justify who's the coolest dude. <laughs> these questions are hard and I sure, I know you have limits on these things, but when I think of like, anyone can be a dude. So now we're talking about cool, right? Cause there's different descriptors here. What makes somebody really cool? Yeah. What makes someone super duper cool? Well, it's probably someone that I feel like I can have a good time with that I think is reliable and awesome and someone that I support and think is just like neat um, in almost every way. Um, he is probably unknown to most of you guys, but I think a real cool dude is a streamer. Uh, his name is Okadrian and I watch all of his streams and he is a awesome uh, advocate and speaker. And I just like the way that he roles in general and i think when i see him i think what a cool dude so i'm gonna go with okadrian even though a lot of people don't know who that is because you should know him his name is okadrian that's fantastic shout out to okadrian absolutely uh question three steak chicken or fish i'm gonna go with fish i don't know if there's too much cool stuff to dive in there but i would say that fish is it's not something I feel really comfortable cooking at home. So if I can ever get somebody else to cook it for me, it's like a specialty and it's fun. And it's something yeah. that I feel like I can enjoy. So if you're going to give me the option, I'll probably go with fish. It depends on what it is, though, because some fish aren't as good. That's true. That's very true. You're, you're taking a bit of a gambit, but I like it. <laughs> uh, question for the best gift that you've ever gotten. Oh, my goodness. I've been given so many gifts. Um, <laughs> the best gift I've probably been given was my parents 
love and attention. I have really good parents that raised me and really like me and they are super supportive of what I do for a living, even though I would say some of like in some ways they don't actually know what I do. Um, (laughs) Technology is weird, but like they love me and they have made sure that I know every day. And I think that that is very motivating and it makes me really, it makes me who I am. So the biggest gift for me is definitely just that my parents are so awesome to me all the time. That's amazing. Yes, absolutely. Um, Question five, what is the best gift that you've ever given? I would, I love to think of myself as this amazing gift giver, but I don't think that I am. I don't think I'm this like really cool, thoughtful gift giver. I typically like do some research and then do my best and move on. There was a birthday ages ago um, of a person that's very special to me and his favorite video game was Shadow of the Colossus. So I did some research and found a really cool cookie maker who makes amazing cookies that look exactly like what you tell them to look like. And so I had her make a bunch of cookies and paint them identical to Colossus. And I gave them out at the party. And I feel like it was a really cool moment because it was personal and delicious. And it looked really neat. And I kept a couple in my freezer for a couple of years later because they were so much fun. But I eventually I had to throw a couple away. That's great. Now, these these cookies weren't life-size to the Colossus, I assume. They weren't like... <laughs> 40 stories tall or something. Which yes, still it cost delicious, 50 grand but... and it's, yeah, I'm still paying them off. This is some kind of baker. What kind of <laughs> oven do they have? All right. Question six. What did you want to do for a living when you were a kid? I definitely wanted to be a kid is a long age group. I remember mm. when I was in elementary school, I took out a book about being an entrepreneur every week. And I made a pretty intense lemonade stand, uh, even with items from my house, um, like shells that I had found and my parents' old records, which I did get in trouble for later. Um, And I basically had lemonade stand garage sales every week. And I was convinced that I was going to be a business owner and, you know, be an entrepreneur of some kind when I was that age. Wow. Very interesting. Okay. Uh, Question number seven. What is the largest animal that you can beat in a fight? (laughs) Large doesn't, I suppose, mean that they're really strong. What's a big, large animal that probably won't? attack me back do i get anything i would say whatever you would have on a standard day like like, i'm picturing like this is something you don't expect you're you're uh, maybe walking (laughs) your way to work let's assume that you know work is not remote right now uh you're walking on your way to work and this is just what happens some animal of a size of your choosing approaches and and what's winning in this uh, I'm going to say either a KO or a five-round judge's decision. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it's funny. You know, like, horses are really big, but I don't know if I could KO a horse, right? <laughs> um, but I'm sure there's, like, a bigger animal that maybe uh, could appear that I could take out in some regard. Um, like, 
um, what's a big one? I feel like I could take out a giraffe. Um, they have a really clear, susceptible area. That's they got a clear target. Absolutely. I think I know what I'd go for. <laughs> and I just got to get up there. And I feel like I could find a way. And that's a very large animal. Uh, that in my opinion, I could probably at least give a run for its money with a good old strangle. Although I, it's very unlikely that this would ever occur. So you guys can't really probably prove this. But I feel <laughs> like I could I could KO a giraffe or at least win in a judge decision. I believe in you. I think you can get the best of that giraffe for sure uh you'd have to start it you'd have to start the fight though they're known instigators uh (laughs) i've seen many a bar fight featuring giraffes they they get rowdy after they've had a couple drinks it happens you know um but we move on to question eight who is someone that you look up to i have many role models in my life um, I really look up to Michelle Obama a lot. I think she mm. is a pillar in the community. Um, almost everything that she says, I just think is so eloquently put. Um, I read her book and I just think she's a, a fascinating woman. And I, I think she is, um, a wonderful advocate. And I just, I try, I think of, like really tough situations where she says something so poignant and meaningful. And I'm like, I wish I could say something as valuable as that. So she, I definitely look up to her. That's a great one. I think she is uh, one of the few examples today of someone you could point out and say like, that is someone who carries himself with full grace. Yeah, all and the time. It, it's so tough, but for to, to say that about just about anyone else really that I could think of. And she just always has it. She's yeah. always composed and ready and is just like a good a pillar is a, is a wonderful word for that. I love that. Yeah, she's ready to go. I have uh, graceful days, but they ain't all graceful. I Mm-mm. promise you that. <laughs> it's hard to to do it every day. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. Uh, question nine: What's the first album that you bought with your own money? Oh, does um single records count, or does it have to be a full record? I'm going to say singles count. Okay, then it's Spice Girls. Oh, <laughs> which is it? A Spice Up Your Life? Is it a um, off the movie? It was. It was definitely Spice Up Your Life, the single. I like vividly remember getting it and going into the store with money. You know, which like when you're that age, it's a big deal to exchange money for an item. Yeah. It, has, um, it carries yeah. weight to it. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> uh, and I definitely got records as gifts, you know, when I was a kid. That was what you did when you were a kid, right? You got a CD and you unwrapped it at Christmas and stuff because that was <laughs> like aging <laughs> ourselves here. But yeah, I definitely got CDs when I was a, or a young kid. And I definitely remember, um, I remember liking the Spice Girls, like any girl in elementary school. We were really into the Spice Girls and... uh yeah, and those were good albums. I still think they're fun. <clears throat> I like still to this day I think I've karaokeed Spice Girls, you know. It's oh. it's still valid. It holds up. <laughs> I think this leads perfectly to question 10. What's your go-to karaoke song? <laughs> so, 
when there's a group of girls, Spice Girls is always like a fun, enjoyable experience. And I tend to do it a lot. When I'm solo, I do uh, a lot of No Doubt. Um, oh, yeah. When Stefani uh, has a range, I feel like I can hold on to. And I really liked uh, No Doubt's premiere album. And it's just really fun to sing to. So there's a lot of good... Uh, there's a lot of good winners on there that I go to. And it's interesting. Every time I'm always trying to look for like the next song that I'm going to sing. Sometimes I sing gorillas now or like more oh. modern stuff, but like the classics, I sing a lot of, of no doubt. I, if I had a nickel every time I sang spider webs at a karaoke bar, I'd be a rich man. That so. one's mine. Yeah. <laughs> spider webs specifically. And it's funny. Cause that one's very specifically about like um, phones and, you know, being kind of like, annoyed with like uh you know someone trying to call you all the time and mm -hmm. leaving voicemails and it's I, typically when i'm singing it i'm always like this isn't really a biggest problem anymore but anyway i'm still <laughs> gonna tell you about this time that i was annoyed by this person who wouldn't leave me alone and it's like a good preface for anyone slightly younger who just like doesn't quite get it <laughs> uh question 11 what's the last song that you listened to um was the last song that I listened to? Um, I have Spotify. Let me see. <laughs> let's oh. let's validate it. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I like to do things officially. I love it because yeah, because either right now you're gonna look at an answer and go, "Oh, that's too embarrassing," and then try to come up with a new one, or we're gonna get the definitive hundred percent answer. Oh, okay. This isn't a great answer, but I will be honest with you. Okay. It is Rocket League Official Game Soundtrack Volume 2, Various Artists. I'm not kidding. Hey, Rocket League's got a solid soundtrack, though. If you're in that, <laughs> the mood for that, like, electronica remixy vibe, they've got you covered. Yeah, I've definitely found myself kind of zenning out listening to those soundtracks. They are kind of calming. And when I work, I can't uh, work to music that has really strong lyrics because I get distracted. Mm. So I have to listen to some kind of, I don't know, uh, electric, electronic kind of works well for that because it's kind of in the background. It's not distracting. It all kind of sounds like the same song. <laughs> that entire album is essentially one song. So it just feels... <laughs> I can hear it and listen to it easily and work. So yeah, that's that's the answer. Rocket League rules. The official official answer. And yes, volume two. it does. Volume <laughs> two specifically. <laughs> What's on volume two? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I was gonna Next say, question. All... Yes. <laughs> uh, what is a band or musical artist that you want to hear more from? A band or artist that I'd like to hear more from. Like they haven't made enough. <laughs> Whether they haven't made enough or you're just going, man, I'm such a big fan. I would love to hear, you know, if they came out with an album tomorrow, I'd be uh, first in line at Sam Goody to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good extension there. When was the last time I was in a Sam Goody? They'd have to really, they'd have to really do something for me. Open up, open up a Sam Goody's or a coconut somewhere nearby. Seems unlikely uh, <laughs> that we would be here. Um, well, it's not really possible, but Jeff Buckley would probably be cool to mm. get more stuff in there. Um, I don't care if it's 
unlikely, but um, very interesting music. I have a very wide range, if it's not obvious, that in between listening to Rocket League, I can listen to um, like something else completely different um, from like Fleetwood Mac to, you know, I don't know. We're actually both just talking about electronic and then alternative but it doesn't matter the point is is i like a lot of different ranges of music and i like yeah. jeff buckley and i like his um lyrics and so i would definitely be very interested in what he has to say now i love it uh question 13 what is a song that brings the most emotion out of you <laughs> it's it's probably Probably Jeff Buckley. <laughs> I thought, hey, that counts. Um, maybe it's because I'm talking about it right now, but um, there's a song from Jeff Buckley called um, Come Over um, that's very personal and it's very heartfelt or Lover You Should Have Come Over, I think is like the full name of it. Mm -hmm. And it's a very, um, I don't know, I think it's a very personal song um, about holding on to love when you're kind of young and have no idea what you're doing. And I think it's really, it kind of reaches you in a way. And I listen to it when I'm sad. And I think it's just a, I think you can kind of hear his sadness and it's very something you can connect to. So uh, yeah, that's probably a good two part, two parts. Yeah. I did not know of that song until last week. And I kid you not, the person I interviewed last week I got the exact same answer. What? Jeff, the the exact same Jeff Buckley song. <laughs> and I listened to it last week and I was like, wow, this is great. And then as you're talking about it, I'm trying to think of the name of it. And that is, that's the one. It's the it's, only time I've seen that repeat answer. Yeah. That's really funny. I mean, it's a small world. Uh, I think it's, uh, that's great. I think it's a testament. I hope more people get to hear it for the first time and kind of dive into uh, that song and him as an artist. It's really cool to hear that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, question 14. What's your favorite music video? Music video specifically. There is this song that I like could not stop playing in the last year um, on YouTube specifically because the music video is really good. And it's um, it's Janelle Monet and it's a song called Pink. And it's oh, uh, yes. It's really visually a spectacle um, because as the lyrics will guide you, it's a song about female anatomy and the uh, <laughs> visuals of the music video are all a tribute to women. And it's really cool. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not, uh, it's being very clear. It's not understated. <laughs> yes. It's very obvious what's going on here. And I think it's a fun, it's a fun, like feel good song but it's also like about kind of empowerment and women and it's really nice it's kind of just like all about all about the pink and i think it's a great song it's really it's backed up beautifully by the visuals and she has such an amazing voice like yes great, great i great. love janelle monet i like think yeah. she is also just an absolute pioneer and i um i was like fortunate enough to briefly meet her for five seconds and oh. i like thought about how nice and lovely and pretty she is in real life and <laughs> i think she is cool and more people should be fans of her <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh question 15 you've got a million dollars but you have to donate it all to charity which charity is it going to 
Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. Generally speaking, if you're talking about like where most of my charitable donations go, they go towards um, local foster groups who help take animals from really bad situations and they put them in better homes. And I have been an advocate of animal fostering for a long time. I did a lot of work with um, Golden Gate, uh, Golden Lab Retriever like Rescue. And so that's in the Golden Gate. So in the San Francisco Bay Area. And they mm -hmm. would um, make sure that labs were out of kill shelters and out of bad homes and put them in good homes. And it takes so much TLC. It takes so, it takes wonderful people. It takes a lot of organization. It takes a lot of money to make sure that, you know, dogs aren't killed and they're not in bad places and they do a lot of really good work. So I'm a huge advocate of fostering. So I feel pretty mm -hmm. strongly that you could look up any of your local foster places and donate them there. But yeah, I would definitely um, donate to ensure that um, we could keep those, um, keep fostering going. I think it's just a, a really good movement and it's really worthwhile. Absolutely. I am a sucker for any of those pet charities. 100%. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, 16 favorite holiday. Favorite holiday. <laughs> Um, these are so fun. Um, I'm like <laughs> racking my brain. It's like, I've never thought of this. This is not something I ever ranked in my head. Never you don't have a chalkboard with just a list of holidays ranked in order. <laughs> I consider myself an organized person and not once has this crossed my brain. That's fair. That's fair. Um, let me, what do I like get out of bed for? And I'm like, we're all rallying because X is happening. <laughs> oh boy, only three more days until yeah, blank. Until, <laughs> that's like not me. I really, don't, I really don't do that ever. Um, like I don't celebrate. Like I don't get like super stoked about Valentine's Day or St. Patty's Day. I think they're cool, but you're not going to hear me say those words about them. <laughs> um it's just not something that happens uh, oh boy i don't even like consider myself a really crazy new year's eve person but i do probably celebrate it it's the one that's the most poignant right because it's like the next year is coming in and we talk about it and we make plans and i always go out or do something for it so this isn't a great answer but probably new year's eve it's the only one that i think i like actively every year i'm like i'm fucking going out and i did my <laughs> hair i showered for this it's the only holiday that deserves a shower official mary kish line see you again in 2021 <laughs> <laughs> uh what is your go-to drink when you walk into a coffee shop a coffee shop uh it depends and i do change it from time to time um it's currently Hey, black drip coffee. Uh, it's not very exciting, but um, I used to go through a huge time where I got a latte like every day and <laughs> milk is exhausting on me sometimes. So I've been taking a break from lattes, but like a black, like a, just a regular drip coffee tastes good. I have to have a coffee every day now. And I just, that's, that's my go-to. I gotcha. Any cream or sugar, milk, anything in that black coffee? I put a little bit of or? milk in it on my own. Yeah, I put gotcha. a little bit of milk. No sugar, though. I think uh, 
unnecessary for me personally. Nice, nice. 18, spell the word gray. Oh my God. You have timers on this? <laughs> I tr Trust me, there is not a timer in sight. You said no gotchas. G <laughs> R <laughs> A Y. <laughs> okay, okay. You're in the A Y camp. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if that's our toughest question, I, uh, 19, what is your prized possession? Well, I don't know if I, uh, the most prized thing in my home is my dog, but I don't really think of him as a possession. I think of him as family. So if you're talking yeah. about like a f item, it would probably be my computer. Okay. Yeah. Mac PC. Uh, it is a little PC that I just made, and I like him. And if there was a fire, <laughs> I would. After securing Simone, I would uh, grab this dude under my arm, and I would safely get him outside. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Ride the PC to safety. That's right. Uh, question twenty: Are you competitive? I am extraordinarily competitive. <laughs> extraordinarily wow okay uh 21 do you consider golf a sport <laughs> i i'm so like uninterested in golf <laughs> as anything uh i don't care i assume it is yes because you hit a ball and you get a score and people can do it professionally so by societal standards, yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> so so yes, but with a asterisk of, but it doesn't really matter. Like give this shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Twenty two. Have you ever played any sports? Yeah, I was a gymnast for um, about ten years, and I really enjoyed it, and I took it very seriously when I was young. Um, I was in a pretty aggressive like uh, gymnastics league that kind of primed mm. people to uh, play competitively. And I played competitively in high school. And then I broke both my ankles at the same time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's <laughs> not great. No, it was not. I cut a pass uh, on the floor, which means I was doing like a tumbling floor exercise and I just, I was just too low, and um, so I landed really weird on my ankles, and that was that. And that was kind of like not the end of my – that was the end of, like, my competitive gymnastics time. <clears throat> I still like it. I still watch it on the Olympics. Um, I still uh, like a lot of gymnasts and think they're awesome. I just uh, can't. And I kind of, I wish there was like an easier way to do gymnastics. You know, like when you're like a soccer player in high school, if you wanted to like go out with a ball right now, you could. It's like, oh, yeah. I can't go out and do gymnastics. I got to find a gym <laughs> with like a set of bars. It's very complicated to be a gymnast when you're li like later on in life. I just can't go out and do it. Can't walk down the sidewalk and find like a pommel horse just hanging around. They just, just don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Back in the 70s, they were everywhere. But nowadays. Um, 23, what is your favorite sport to watch? <laughs> uh, 
my favorite sport to watch is hockey because mm. um, it's fun to watch people kind of aggressively compete in a really intense sport on ice, which is not our natural ground. And often they, they uh, fight each other on that ice too, which is really neat. A lot of fun. I know. I mean, if ice boxing was a thing, I would watch that, but like the closest we can get is hockey. (laughs) I am, I'm here in uh, lovely New Jersey. So as a devil's fan, I have been to my fair share of games and uh, yeah. I can agree with you. Seeing a fight break out on the ice and everyone in the arena stand up and root for people to just beat the bejesus out of each other is so fun. It's nuts. It like really rallies a crowd and it's just an enjoyable experience. If you were going to say like, here's some money to go to any sporting event you wish, I would find a hockey event in (laughs) my area and I would go because it's a really fun time. It really is. Uh, Question 24, theme parks? I'm from Ohio. I was raised in one of the biggest theme park areas in the world. Um, We have Kings Island. We have Six Flags. We have Cedar Point. Uh, Cedar Point is home to more roller coasters than any theme park. What? Cedar Point. I know. People don't hear about it because it's yeah. in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. <laughs> and it, like, doesn't provide anything besides extreme roller coasters for people who enjoy that type of thing. But we used to go to Cedar Point all the time. And it's essentially what it sounds like. It's, like, it's like over 100 coasters. And they're all the ones where they, like, boast that it, it's the tallest in the world until that's beaten, the fastest in the world until that's beaten. And they're constantly building crazy roller coasters. It's a wild place. It's hard to say if I'm into it now. I haven't been to a theme park in uh, a while. I went to Disney with some girlfriends last year, and it was really fun. I no longer consider myself a theme park enthusiast, but I was raised on them. And I feel like I have to pay homage to that. Yeah. Cedar Point. Opening opening eyes here. Yeah, Cedar Uh, Point. Wow. All right, question 25, dubbed the Ron Bennington, after famous radio personality. You're standing in a wrestling ring, and a wave of nine-year-olds, a random mix of boys and girls, are coming down to the ring to fight you. How many of those nine-year-olds could you beat in a fight? <laughs> um, nine is actually pretty old, and I feel like at that point they are moderately strong um, and could probably hold me down. Um <laughs> I think safely a conservative estimate would be that I could take down five. Five. Okay. I think that I could pick them off one by one, but I, the reason I say five is once they can each get a limb, they can pin me down uh, like one of those old folk tales where like a bunch of tiny people <laughs> take down a giant. And I think that's what it would look like. And I think if they each grabbed a leg and they each grabbed an arm and then one of them punched me in the head, that'd be it. So five. <laughs> You're giving Ed Boone ideas for new Mortal Kombat fatalities. <laughs> <laughs> just like a bunch of tiny, like <laughs> tiny little children run out at the end and just like take me down and, and rip out your insides. And that's the end of it. <laughs> That's a fatality right there. 
Uh, 26. What is a game you know you can win? Um, any game? Any game. Video game, card game, jacks, <laughs> rock, paper, scissors. Anything you're confident that, uh, I, the, the way I kind of always, uh, think of this question is like that, that, uh, you know, deal with the devil scenario where it's like, ah, your, your soul will be taken if you don't win blank. What is the one that you're betting on that you know you can win? <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay. So if I was like betting and I, I assume like in these scenarios, I'd be playing against someone fairly good, possibly the devil himself. Very possibly. Um, if the devil went down to Georgia and challenged me for my soul, I would probably play uh, Tetris. I feel Ooh. fairly confident in my Tetris abilities. I'm not perfect by any means. It's not like I would play Tetris professionally, but I've been playing it since I was a kid on any phone that allowed me to have Tetris. Mm -hmm. I play it a lot. I do play it competitively. I play it in my free time. I'm still frosty. I got the dexterity and I just feel like I would give him a run for his money. Other than that, like I would play something that statistically we both have a reasonable amount of like chance to win, but he'd probably cheat. Cause he's a, you know, he's the devil. He's, he's a jerk. A devil. So, yeah. you know, maybe it's like a coin toss, but for fun's sake, <laughs> I would say Tetris. I like it. I like it. This coming from a, uh, and I hate to uh, toot my own horn. Five-time Tetris 99 champion. Well, uh, well, well. Isn't just, that exciting? Just throwing that out there. I like uh, it. <laughs> uh, 27. What topic can you discuss the most? I can talk a lot about almost anything. Um, I'm pretty extroverted. I talk a lot just in general. I would say if you wanted to discuss... Um, video games it's an easy topic for me to discuss at length for a very long long time um and i would probably never get bored of discussing it or run out of things to talk about if it was as broad as that uh 28 favorite place that you visited it was neat to live in brisbane australia for a couple of years and i learned a lot and mm. it was cool to do and just experience so i think that that was my favorite place that i visited for an extended period of time just to just to see i think the point is is that because i live there i actually like felt like i understood what it was like as opposed to you know being just there. a passer through or anything yeah, for like a week that. or so yeah very nice uh, question 30. What's your catchphrase? Do I have a catchphrase? <laughs> On my streams, I always say you could have you could have spent your time anywhere, but you spent it with me. I think I say that a lot. Um, <laughs> it's not a very cool catchphrase at all, so I wouldn't probably shouldn't go with that. But that's probably what I say a lot. I probably say it twice a week. Um, you could spend your time anywhere, but you spent it with me. So that's pretty neat. Thanks for thanks for thinking of me as opposed to like a billion other people, um, <laughs> any of whom are much more interesting or have other things to say, but it was me. Thanks. Hey, I like it. I think it works. Uh, question 30. What's the best costume or cosplay that you've ever worn? Um, I really like dressing up and i've done a couple cool ones 
Um, I liked doing Samus uh, many Halloweens ago. I was Saw's Buck several years ago. The the Pokemon? That's correct. The evolved Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I liked being um, Cat from Gravity Rush. That was a really fun one because she has red eyes. So I had to buy these like red contacts and it was really fun visually to have red eyes. Although it did hurt my head and I had to take them out halfway through the day, but Dang, that was a really fun one. I'd have to go with Gravity Rush. That's a great one, yeah. Um, have you ever had anything named after you? Um, probably some stuff that I don't know of, sure. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's named something crap after me and <laughs> <laughs> named after me i can't think yeah. of anything <laughs> okay that's hey there, there's a there's a whole internet out there and of things that sometimes we do and sometimes we don't want to know that maybe, maybe someone named a sandwich after me who's to say exactly um what is the hobby that you've dedicated the most time to recently it's playing stand-up bass i've enjoyed wow. that very much it's been a delight to try and learn an instrument i'm not good at it but it's fun and I play with other people and it makes me happy. That's amazing. Yes. Um, 33, who's a celebrity that you've had a crush on? Celebrity that I had a crush on. Like many people, um, since I, I used to have, I wonder, I bet I don't have it anymore. When I was like a teenager, I really liked The Rock. Um, and I know it's funny because he like everyone likes him now, um, but I liked him when he was a heel in wrestling. Um, yeah. And I had a T-shirt of his like craziest WWE moments and I used to wear it all the time. And it was such a s- stupid little thing. I probably gave it the T-shirt away to charity, but it was a really cool. I like regret that now because that was a really cool T-shirt. But anyway, he's <laughs> I liked him. I liked him when he was an evil WWE superstar. <laughs> Uh, yeah i i love it i mean come on the rock he was a good heel he was really fun and i loved him wearing those ten thousand dollar shirts and calling everyone jabronis yeah (laughs) it's funny i i thought he was great when i was a kid i thought he was so i like totally had a crush on him when i was a kid perfect uh 34 what's the strangest job you've ever had i had several terrible jobs but you're not asking that you're asking strange the strangest job i ever had when i look back on it is probably the night shift that i worked at uh name brand clothing companies like hollister i worked from midnight until six in the morning folding shirts to make the store look brand new every day Oh, wow. I didn't even know that was a job. It's a really stupid job. So anytime (laughs) you go into like an Abercrombie & Fitch or a Hollister, you'll probably notice that all the clothes are board folded, um, which means they're like picture perfect. It's not like Mm. someone folded the clothes. They look like a machine did it. And they look perfect every morning when the store opens. That's because there are human beings that come in at midnight and work a night shift to board fold clothes and steam things that they look like the store just opened every morning. And then people literally like 
grab the piles and throw them on the floor to find their size. It's wild. And I did not survive in that job very often, like for very long, because it was exhausting and I hated it. And you're kind of just treated like a total like animal. It's just trash. So I do not care for that job, but it was real, at least when I worked it. And uh, (laughs) I, I probably worked there like a month. Fascinating. Wow. Uh, what is a book that you would recommend the world to read? Um, I'm trying to think of like the last, well, actually we talked about this before, but I would say if we're going to pick one book, I would, I mentioned this earlier, I would pick Becoming by Michelle Obama. I think it's, I think it's brilliant. It's so beautifully written. And if you like the way that, you know, she, she talks about like certain moments in history or just the way that she reacts to things, you really Mm -hmm. should read her upbringing. It's just fascinating. And it's so, it's so beautifully stated. Everything is, is just very Michelle in that book. And it's really cool the way she presents herself um, as like a kid growing up and her family, you know, what was her uncle like? It was just like a really neat read. I, I learned a lot and I immediately was like, Hey, anyone in my family, if you guys want, I'll send you this book. And that's like, I don't, tip, I've never done that before, but I was literally <laughs> like, I will, I will get on Amazon prime and I will send this book to your house if you want it. What a recommendation. Uh, yes. I love that. Um, question 36. What is a movie that always makes you laugh? Um, always, always. When I was growing up, I liked, it's funny. I wonder if like these movies would still resonate with us as much as they did, you know, when we were kids. Cause like you think mm. of a, you think of like a, a movie that you just could not stop laughing at. And it was like, when I was growing up, it was like Zoolander was like the funniest movie when I was growing <laughs> up. We thought that movie was so funny and there was nothing that movie couldn't do. It was so funny. But I would say to this day, I still laugh when I watch A Christmas Story, which is crazy because it's very old. It's true. They, but they do that marathon every single yeah year and and somehow it still holds up in the zeitgeist i still watch it every christmas i think i really do watch a christmas story on christmas day every year it's still funny like i'll always remember the ovaltine bit it's just funny it's a funny (laughs) movie and i think it does resonate even in like today's world it's crazy that it's survived this long that movie's great yeah agreed um, let's see here. 37. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? <laughs> wow. Uh, what a swing. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen a lot of bad movies. Most of the time I just don't finish movies that are bad. I'm like really particular with my time. It That goes for games and books. I quit so many books and I quit so many games and I quit so many movies. If it doesn't grab me in like an hour, I'm like, I'm out. I just like don't have time. So I probably never even finished a movie. I didn't, that was like the worst movie ever. Like what could possibly justify as the worst movie of all time? Um, what is the worst? I, I'm like blanking on like what could be conceived as the worst movie that ever <laughs> ever was created um even bad movies are good in some standards you know what i mean 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I like a good bad movie. Um, so I guess we're talking about like trash, just like absolute. Bleh. <laughs> I I don't know. I wish I had a good answer for you on this, but I can't think of a movie that's like so bad that it deserves to be said. Okay, that's fair. It's a movie you haven't even finished. It's like a philosophical answer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, it's like one of those. <laughs> uh, it is how many roads must a man go down type <laughs> questions. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Uh, 38. Who is your favorite actor? Um, I really like Benicio del Toro. That's kind of an interesting mm. answer. I think he is a uh, understated. I feel like he's super good in everything he does. I don't yeah. know if he's super praised or given lots of accolades for like what he does, but he's always so good and. I feel like no one talks about him enough. I like that. Yeah, he seems like someone who's very picky with the roles that they choose. Yeah. But then every role they pick is like, it's a, a knocked out of the park. Yeah, I agree. I'm like, I totally agree with you. He's like the kind of person who just doesn't take roles unless he's like, I will slam dunk this. And he does. Yeah. And every time. <laughs> I've never seen him not be good in a film. It's true. Uh, question 39. How cool was it in Jurassic Park when the raptors are running through the kitchen? Yeah, that's definitely the best part. It's, it's so cool. It's so cool. I like how they like combined puppetry and like animatronics and CGI to make that scene feel so real. Every year that goes by, I'm still amazed that Jurassic Park CGI and special effects hold up. Every single year that that like extends away from 1990 whatever i'm like how does this movie still look so good it still looks so good oh, i love that uh question 40 first show as a kid that you got really into um again ambiguous kid answers will lead to ambiguous like results yeah. um when I was a kid, the first TV show that I used to get up for and never miss was Garfield. I did not miss Garfield. Wow. I didn't have to be at school until like nine, but I would get up at seven to watch Garfield and then I would go back <laughs> to bed. And that's how much I liked Garfield. Uh, yeah. When I got a little older, it was Spider-Man. Mm, the animated? Animated Spider-Man, uh, the whole series. Yeah. Which left on a one. wicked cliffhanger, by the way. Didn't he go into space? Am I remembering that right? Yeah, he <laughs> went into like a space-time continuum um, with like Madame Webb or something like that. Yeah. And they never resolved um, the huge plot issue between him and Mary Jane, who was also stuck in uh, like some kind of space-time loophole thing. Um, he ended up getting married to a Mary Jane who was actually made of water and she uh evaporated and he when that happens yeah yeah <laughs> my face when the woman i married was made of water uh and he finds a like resolve and like basically fighting these crazy monsters with madame webb in like another universe but he also knows he could possibly meet 
Mary Jane in another universe. And then they didn't get renewed for another season. So it literally just <sighs> left there and it's never resolved. I looked it up on Wikipedia years later because I was so upset that I never really saw the ending. Yeah. And the answer is that there isn't one. Wow. Heartbreaking. Hollywood. Damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, 42. Who's the biggest celebrity you've ever met in person? And I always preface the question with like, I guess seeing him in a concert, I say wouldn't count, but like had some sort of interaction. With you have him. to like shake their hand or something. Something akin to that. I've had met... a conversation, met the, you know, something, something close to that. Right. Um, it's probably Janelle Monet. I didn't really get to <laughs> hang out with her. I think if you're talking about having an interaction, it would probably be the guys from the Goo Goo Dolls. Um, Ooh. that was ages ago, but my, uh, dad used to run a camp for, uh, uh, disabled children and the Goo Goo Dolls are so dope. Uh, in real life, they are from New York. Um, and this camp is in New York. And so they played a concert for free for these children. That's um, amazing. Yeah. They're really lovely people. And, um, my dad was organizing it cause he was running the camp at the time. And, um, I got to meet them and shake their hand and they talked about how important it was to do this. And, they just seemed like absolute upstanding people in real life forever. So yeah, I like still to this day, I think the Goo Goo Dolls are really good people. And I would, I would probably like make sure everyone knows that they did that. It was awesome. That's so, yeah, that's very commendable. I love that. Uh, who should play you in a movie of your life? Oh my God. My life is so not interesting. Who the hell would put their <laughs> effort into that? Um, They've already greenlit it. They didn't, they didn't give it to Spider-Man. They gave it to you. You get one more season. Who's playing you? <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't imagine anyone. I don't know if people like say I look like anybody either. Um, so they probably have to doll them up a lot. Maybe Mika Burton or Barton or whatever. She could oh, probably the, do it. Yeah. The, what, what, the OC? Yeah. Whatever. She looks like she could, she could pretend to, you know, hold an Xbox controller. I feel like she could. Hold, <laughs> I think she could hold it down. But it would be one of those classic Hollywood mistakes of, like, she's holding, like, a Mad Cat's Dreamcast controller, but it's supposed to be on, like, PlayStation 5 And they something. needed the copyright right to what they showed on the TV, so they just had someone make a really shitty game and then was like, this is the game. Gave it, oh, they always give them to Space Invader sound effects, regardless yeah. of what's happening on screen. Call uh. of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> it's the closest they could get without stepping on any copyright toes. <laughs> Uh, what is a TV show or a podcast that you love, but you don't think anyone else knows about? Hidden TV show, huh? I feel like I like... Diamond in the Rough. Uh, I feel like most of the things I like are not hidden gems. Um... But I, you know, I mean, I like a lot of kids stuff, which is funny. Um, I feel pretty strongly that Gravity Falls is not well known enough for how brilliant it is. And I think everyone should probably watch it. It's deceptively looking like it's for kids, but it is very fun to watch. And I think that um, it's not a hidden gem. People know it's good. But if you ever <clears throat> wouldn't watch Gravity Falls because it's 
clearly like a cartoon for kids, I would yeah. I would say give it a whirl anyway because it's actually really good for adults. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, question 44. Favorite comedian? I don't know if I have one off the top of my head. Um, and if I could, I don't think I could think of their name. Damn, I wish I was better at this. I probably should have prefaced this entire episode of your podcast with, I'm not really good with on-the-spot questions. <laughs> oh, no. Did anyone ever say that to you? Uh, yes. Yes, I, <laughs> I've gotten that. Which kind of uh, cuts a pretty major hole in the entire premise of this show. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I always suffer with, like questions on the spot because I can t sometimes think of who I want, but I can't remember their name. Um, mm. And then I have to like do some digging into my brain. Um, they're not alive, but like I had a lot of respect for Rodney Dangerfield. And I would say he was the greatest comedian I've probably known. Yeah, absolutely. I'll count it. 45 best Saturday night live cast member. Uh, of all time, yeah, probably Adam Sandler. He's mm. so consistently funny. Um, Will Ferrell is also pretty up there, in my opinion, just because of his just just because of like the amount of characters that he's able to create. But I think Adam Sandler had like this moment in the sun for SNL in that very specific time that he did. Or was he a cast member? Or was he just a guest? Am I making this oh, up? He was no, he's a cast member. That's what I thought. 100%. Yeah, yeah, he did like all the songs and stuff. No, Adam Sandler mm -hmm. was really good. Him and Spade and Farley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Farley. Oh, my God. I forgot about Farley. I think Farley <laughs> is like... Far Farley actually... Damn it. Now I have to go with Farley. Farley actually probably was the ultimate, quite honestly. He just was a part of all the bits. You know what I'm talking about? The bits yeah. that you still share today. It was Farley. Man. He was untouchable. When they do the highlight reel every like anniversary show. It's like... always him. Yeah. It's always banned by the river. It's always like, <laughs> shut up, I'm starving. It's always his lines. It's, it's very true. Yeah. Very true. 46, what's the nerdiest thing you've done? In my life? Sure. I mean, probably... Probably spend five years talking about <laughs> video games for a living. That's <laughs> nerdy. It's pretty ridiculous. That's, yeah, I would say that's up there. I, it's like one thing to, you know, do something nerdy, like have a collection of you know, Star Trek cards. It's another to <laughs> dedicate years of your career in, in a way that like might not come back or benefit you in any way. <laughs> People who spend yeah. years of their life pursuing things like games, media in the hopes of like making something out of it. Those could also be years that you don't get back that aren't fruitful and you have to do it strictly because you love it. It takes a lot of guts and it takes a lot of energy, um, sometimes screaming out into the void. And I give a lot of uh, props to people who do it because it is not easy. So I would say it's extremely nerdy to dedicate your life to doing something like that and talking about like a nerdy thing like that, hoping that it will I don't know, hoping hoping for good out of it. Yeah. 
Absolutely. 47. Least favorite state? Probably Florida. I feel like that could just go underwater. I think that's the correct answer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> 48. Best thing you've ever won? What have I won? Um, in like a random, perhaps, some kind of random chance. Random, or maybe, or maybe earned you've it. earned it. Yeah. You know, knock down those uh, aluminum cans at a fair or whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if like, I ever won a prize for being awesome at something. There's got to be... Is we're walking down the street and someone gave you a gold medal that just said being awesome yeah, on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so awesome when you walk down the street. Um, I'm trying to think. I This isn't a good answer. The only thing I can think of is once GameSpot did a Rocket League tournament and I played um, with, at the time, the... Um, I guess it would be like the CEO of gamespot.com or like the like the guy who like owned the site and everyone was like kind of like cool we're gonna do this tournament for fun and then they were like oh shit the guy who like owns the sites in it (laughs) and then they made it duos and i got paired with him and i was like (laughs) if i lose like is this gonna like kill me um anyway it was really stressful but it actually ended up being like really fun because we did win a couple games together and more importantly, I think it really increased camaraderie in the team where like, instead of us being afraid of this, like dude in a suit that went to an office, he was a person who liked video games and understood what we were doing. And I think, I don't think we won physically an item, but I think we had our name up on a board and high five, high fived a bunch. And I thought to myself, It's cool when people are people, you know, and they're not like cogs in a machine or they're not like invisible people that decide your fate. We're like all in this. And it kind of felt really good. Even some CEOs listen to Rocket League, the music volume two, just like the rest of us. Specifically, yes. (laughs) Specifically volume two. Uh, Question 49. Is there anything you've collected or had a collection of? I collected all of the Simpsons uh tradable cards and i do have a complete pack in a book in my parents house like a complete set and i don't know how much that's worth it's probably not worth that much but it is the complete set in prime condition in like those little plastic cases little sleeves yeah i have the whole set that's retirement right there. Yeah, got it's it. yeah, it's gonna get me through. It's <laughs> it's probably worth honestly five hundred dollars, but I don't care. We opened so many packs and organized them, and it was it was a fun thing to do, and it's cool to have a complete set of something. I don't know, I guess. Yeah, totally. All right, question fifty. You might be familiar with this question, dubbed the Ryan Davis. You're in a fight to the death with another person <laughs> equal to your size. You're offered either an aluminum baseball bat or a six-inch non-serrated knife. Knowing the other weapon you don't choose goes to your opponent. Mary, what weapon do you choose? That We've had this conversation before in <laughs> Twitter and like in live streams, and I feel very strongly that um, if 
another person of my stature had a bat, they only have to hit me once to knock the knife out of my hand. And then if I don't have a weapon, a bat can do a lot of damage. Um, someone who has a knife, I know this is like a, a strange thing to say, but I feel like I could take a couple cuts. I feel like if a person ran at me with a knife and I had a bat, I could maybe juke them and then <laughs> give them a real good ding. But I have the range. I have the ability to knock away. You can't knock, um, it'd be a lot harder to knock a bat out of someone's hands with a knife than knock a knife out of someone's hands with a bat. And so true. it changes based on who I'm fighting, right? But if you're talking about someone who's about equivalent to me, I would mm -hmm. say I'm pretty strong. I could knock someone's, I could knock your hands with a bat from a safe range and be safe from that knife. So bat for me. Firmly team bat. I feel I've, okay. thought of, I've thought about this a lot. Oh, as have we all, truly. <laughs> La, da, dee, da, 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 da. Yeah, I'm not good at singing. I'm not good at music. But you know who is? Diala, who does our opening song. So are the mini vandals who are doing the song you're hearing right this very second. DJ Williams, the people who do the next song that you're going to hear, they're real good. And Single Friend, who do the closing, excellent. So if you like what you hear, search them out tell them that they're great all this is royalty free so i'm sure they would really appreciate it and if you want to tell me anything it's 99 that's the number 99 questions pod at gmail or on twitter your question could even be the listener question of the week but let's get back into the show Quite a career already oh, uh, at GameSpot. I always have to hesitate because I always think I'm going to say GameStop. Same. But it's not that. GameSpot. Uh, and now you are at Twitch. And as uh, social media has told me, and why would they lie, uh, you have recently gotten a promotion. I want to say, hey, congrats on that. Thanks. It feels good, man, to um, make a move. I mean, even like three and a half years ago when I... Made the decision to leave GameSpot and go to Twitch. It was really mm. stressful. Is this the right decision? Is this going to benefit me? What am I doing this for? Um, I went to Twitch because I thought that they would see something in me and give me the tools to grow and make something bigger than I could do by myself. And they did. It just took three and a half years. So here we are. And I do feel like I got validated. And I'm really glad that now I can work on really cool projects with an amazing team of people who also believe in what I believe. So I'm stoked. Thank you. I will take those accolades. I will take them. I will take them all. Take them. I will. They're yours. No, 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 no. <laughs> that is so, so great. Thank you. Uh, but back to the questions. Question 51. What is your phone wallpaper right now? It is my dog's face. He looks so happy. <laughs> the cutest dog, I may say. I love my dog. Uh, so, so good. Uh, 52. What's the last thing you Googled? Comedians. 
because you asked me and I was like, what's that comedian I like? I love that. I <laughs> Do you want to know, like literally Googled um, one-liner comedian? Because I was like, who's that guy that I love that oh. always has the good one-liners? And it's Rodney Dangerfield. Google, they came through in the clutch once again. Thank you, Google. <laughs> uh, 53. You have to name your next pet without seeing them. What do you name them? Um, I'm going to go with the last name that I absolutely loved hearing when I was at the park. Uh, Frodo. It's good. I know. It's a really good name for a pet. That's great. Frodo! Uh, <laughs> Frodo, if you don't get out of the biscuits. <laughs> get out of there, Frodo! <laughs> what professional wrestler would you compare yourself to? <laughs> I was going to say The Rock, but I don't deserve it. <laughs> I don't know that many professional wrestlers. Are we talking WWE? Uh... I, I don't need to be company specific. Any wrestler that comes to mind for you? Um, I suppose again in a, in a biopic of you, but for whatever reason, the only actors they could find were wrestlers. Uh huh. Uh huh. I don't feel like I deserve to be. I couldn't. It couldn't happen. If I said that I liked a wrestler, I would probably have to go with. I don't, uh, I, I follow Paige a lot, um, on, mm. um, and Becky Lynch and I think they're both fun to follow and they're really interesting. They're always getting into crazy antics, but I think Paige is pretty fun to, to watch. Paige is a great one. A real pioneer. She uh, is. And she's just got, she's kind of got like a unique look to her. I, I like respect her very distinct style. Absolutely. 55, what's your comfort food on a bad day? I do make perfect breakfast on a bad day, honestly, <laughs> just to bring it Lost back. Lost whispering to them. Uh, 56, favorite smell? Uh, I like the smell of pine trees and, like, the fresh mm. outdoors. I seek it out. I specifically feel like I felt compelled to move out here to be around more trees and kind of be able to just smell the outdoors, like the wild nature and stuff. And I like being around it. So that's, that brings me joy. Uh, 57 best candy. I like the cheap, um, candy you can get at gas stations that come in those little plastic bags that are typically like a dollar or less and they t traditionally are like sour uh shoelaces or like <laughs> and they're like you know they're off brand names so they'll be like sour yeah. kids or like children <laughs> or like <laughs> rainbow you know what did they fucking call them? They're always like some ribbons, you know, and it's just like really crappy, gooey candy that's typically sour. That's really cheap. And I get it all the time and it's delicious. And I like it. Non-gummy worm, gummy worms. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> off-brandy boys, the ones that are just like strange. You're not really sure where they came from, but you, you like them. Perfect. 58 worst candy. Um... 
I feel like black licorice gets a lot of hate, but I wouldn't, I don't enjoy it. Uh, I like mm. um, jelly bellies a lot and I always get those variety packs. And every time I get a black licorice, I'm always like, why? <laughs> it doesn't belong in candy. Just, yeah, just kind of, I don't know. Maybe this was like the best candy in like 1936 or something, but right now it's, I, I don't really care for it much either. Yeah, that's kind of like a, like, I, most people don't care for black licorice. What's like one that people like that I don't like? I want to like, I want to crap on like a candy that's beloved. Let me think. Um, Watch out, big candy. Yeah, I'm coming for you. <laughs> All those candy execs are shaking in their boots right now as I make my selection with my finger. Hmm. Which one of you is the worst? Um, I find that orange sprees taste like garbage and i hate them so there's another one for you oh my i'm getting google alerts orange spree stock is plummeting All right now way. i don't how is this happening it live so happen. quickly <laughs> <laughs> amazing uh what is a restaurant you would recommend this should probably be a local restaurant to Portland. There's a lot of really good restaurants here. And if you guys are ever here, um, there's really good pizza. I really like Atlas Pizza a lot. Baby Doll Pizza is really good here. Sibo um, uh, Pizza is really good. There's just like five pizza places here, and they're all amazing. So please come to Portland and eat their food once they reopen. <laughs> Uh, 60, what is a food that you've never eaten? I'd have to think. What's, uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, there's a lot of bugs I haven't tried. I don't eat a lot of, like, street food. Um, I haven't traveled to certain areas to be able to try. Um... But like maybe there's something more generic that I've never just been able to eat. I eat lots of food. I'm very open to eating like anything once. You know what I mean? Like you could probably give yeah. most anything and I'd be like, I'll give it a whirl once. <laughs> um, I think that's a great mindset to have. I, I I totally agree with you there. Is like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of like maybe like a really, really nice like restaurant that makes a really good pasta that's you know five hundred dollars like i feel like i just basically have only had pasta product i don't really have homemade noodles very much oh okay so like the highest of the high-end s-tier um <laughs> restaurant meals yeah those like have not that. been tasted by me um okay not yet Mm, tomorrow's another day <laughs> yeah, for for $500 pasta <laughs> uh, 61 strangest food that you have eaten mm. strange is a funny word because I do think that like all types of food are are worth investigating and giving you know and trying um, yeah. I push myself when I eat um animals that we don't traditionally eat i do remember in japan i had horse and i felt conflicted about it um and that mm. was strange for me to to do 
because the idea of eating horse is like not something that I probably think is a, is good, but it's, you know, it's a kind of these societal issues where it's like, can't eat a horse. Like those are, you know, we ride them and they're so cute and they run around and it's just like, well, so, you know, pigs are really cute and they're also really thoughtful and we eat those. So it's like, there's really no rhyme or reason to why we do what we do. But for some reason, socially eating a horse was weird for me. It tasted not bad, uh, but I probably wouldn't get into it. Okay. Interesting. Uh, 62. What is a typical day off? Uh, for me, a typical day off is taking my dog to the park for several hours and letting him run around or going on like a big hike or something. Um, getting food made by someone else that I don't have to deal with it or dishes. (laughs) I do not have a dishwasher. I hate doing dishes. Um, and probably playing a video game that is new. I feel very, I crave new games. I don't like playing like the same game for eight years. I look on Google and I look for something that I haven't played before and I try and play it. Oh, see, I like that. I like that mentality. Cause yeah, I think people to have too much of a, uh, a hang up on backlogs and, oh, I haven't tried this from six years ago. When will I ever get the chance? It's like, I don't know, just move on. <laughs> um, 63, what's a bucket list item that you've accomplished? Um, I have, I don't know if I have like an actual bucket list that I've written, but there's definitely things that I've accomplished that I feel very strongly about. Hmm. Um, one of them was leaving my hometown and making it somewhere new. I was raised in like Hilliard, Ohio. Um, and I always wanted to leave, not because it's bad or anything, but I wanted to see the world. So a bucket list for me was move somewhere else and make it, you know, don't have to come home. And I did. And I'm very proud of that. Fantastic. Uh, 64 bucket list item that you probably won't accomplish. Um, yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of places that I'd like to travel to. I'm not going to see them all. Um, I was super bummed to not be able to see Amsterdam this year uh, for TwitchCon Europe. So um, I would have probably put that on my list of places that I wanted to see. And unfortunately, you know, if I'm not going to, I just don't know if I'll ever get there. Like I probably won't see half the countries that I would have really liked to see in my lifetime. Um, And I think that's a bummer, but Hey, America has lots of cool places to visit too. Very true. Very true. Uh, 65, which uh, people have dubbed the realest question of the bunch. Name of a friend you don't keep in contact with, but regret it. Oh my god, a human being? <laughs> uh, I Unless, yeah, name of a friend. Unless you would consider a non-human being a friend that you also don't keep in contact with and regret, I will accept that as well. And like, I can't have any contact with them. There's people that I like every once in a while, like, like I, uh, like we follow each other on social media and I'll see their posts, but it's not like I call them. Does that count? Yeah, I'd say that counts. All right. That would be my height, my college roommate, Angela Purley. She is so cool and so smart. And she, uh, decided to become a full-time musician and she still is. Um, I believe her band is called Angela Purley and the Howlin' Moons. And she is a full-time musician, singer, songwriter for that band. And I listen to her music and it's really good, but we don't really like, you know, she's from Ohio. I don't go there anymore. I don't really get to talk to her ever. 
and she's very cool. And I think it would be neat if I actually put in the effort to go see her sometime. Oh. Hear that, Angela? <laughs> I know. Her music is good, too. I want to see her. I want to see. She plays at Ohio University. It was a college that we used to go to. And I think it would be really cool to, like, go to my old college and, like, watch her perform. Like, that. that's a bucket That's That's very cool. Yeah. All right. 66, what's a game that makes you feel nostalgic? Uh, Left 4 Dead 2 makes me feel very nostalgic. Hmm. It was eye-opening for me for what it did um and like letting me play with other people live um it reminds me of a time in my life where i was like really young and trying to have a career and being like wicked poor and being like we can play this for hours (laughs) what a good investment (laughs) 67 what game have you spent the most time playing in my life Mm mm-hmm uh let's look at my steam oh see i love getting these concrete like definitive answers yeah, it won't be, honest, won't be fully honest because sometimes i leave games open uh like yeah. i left uh i am bread open for three days once mine <laughs> <laughs> played that am, game for i'm so hours. hoping that it's <laughs> i am bread now uh i know there's a way let's see Oh my God, I have to take a screenshot of this for you. Uh, my most played game of all time on my Steam history. This probably doesn't count like maybe of all games, right? Because I play other games that aren't on Steam. Yeah. But according to Steam, uh, the game I played the most is Rocket League. Um, the second is I Am Bread. <laughs> <laughs> what a one-two punch there. Yeah, third coming in hot, Divinity Original Sin too. Ooh. That's pretty strong, though. Rocket League and I Am Bread. I love it. Yeah, big fan. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Um, let's see. What's something that you've built with your own hands? Uh, my computer. Well, I didn't mm. actually, like, construct. You know what I mean? I didn't make yeah. I put the pieces in a box. It's still difficult enough that I will count that. <laughs> uh, question 69. Best pickup line. Um, the one that won me over, can I get you a glass of water? (laughs) I'm not kidding. Wow. (laughs) And I did. (laughs) I did need it. If someone's asking you that question, there's usually something about your demeanor that means I certainly do need a glass of water right now. (laughs) Uh, question 70. Have you had any good nicknames? Um, yeah, I think since I was a kid, uh, my parents often called me Mare Bear. Um, and for some reason, um, a lot of my bosses have called me that over the years without making that connection. So a lot of like, <laughs> wow. a lot of people have called me Mare Bear. Um, when I went to Australia, for whatever reason, um, Australia is super big on nicknames. My nickname was Maza. 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 Does that mean something or is it just like didn't really mean anything. I mean, my name is Mary and I think he was like, it sounds like Maserati, Maza, you Maza now. And that was it. That was it. That was my name uh for the job I had in Australia for 2 years and they all called me Maza and I don't really I can't really understand it, but that's what they did. Wow. Hey, makes sense. Kind of. Uh <laughs> seven, 71. Do you believe in love at first sight? Um 
No, I think love is complex and it's not something that you just uh, can comprehend that quickly. At the same time, I would argue that I absolutely fell in love with my dog at first sight. So I think like you can love someone at first. I think you could love your child at first sight. I think you could love Mm. maybe your parents at first sight. But I think like actual like interactive like love with another partner like a human being i feel like it takes time you gotta learn you gotta learn how how they are first uh 72 what's a big turnoff of yours um not accepting help because you say you know already i don't like working with people who have made the assumption that they already know about something um i think asking or just accepting someone else's advice or knowledge is always a benefit no one knows everything so when someone's putting in an effort to speak to you and and try and teach you about something you should just listen and i think we would all behoove ourselves if we were a bit more quiet and listened a little bit more when someone was trying to teach us something i think that's great advice uh 73 do you consider yourself an artist Mm, no i think that i am a uh collaborator and i am a producer um i put Mm. people together to do cool things i organize uh artists to make wonderful things i think that when i'm streaming i am creating but i wouldn't consider myself an artist in that regard i am an entertainer in that regard and i think art is specifically for people who are trying to make you think about um the world indirectly in a different way right like they're trying to get you to actually use critical thinking to think about something and i think when i am traditionally you know playing a platformer i'm not asking you to think critically i am asking you to relax and open a beer and like totally like turn off your brain and i think those are different yeah uh, 74, what's something you tried to cook and failed? So many things. I have tried to, <laughs> I, I suck at cooking. I am not good at cooking fish. I'm not cook, good at cooking seafood in general. Uh, the biggest failure I ever had cooking was macaroons. Oh my God, I don't know why I picked the, a complicated cookie. You can make so many <laughs> cookies in this world. You can make chocolate cookies. You can make sugar cookies. It's very difficult to fuck up a cookie. Do you know how hard it is to make a macaroon? You have to make these perfect little halves and then you have to make the innard stuff. It was a mess. They all melted. They was like little flat little doughs. And then I just ate them off of the parchment paper and like watch TV. It was sad. Don't, don't do that. Oh, gosh. Just you holding the little plastic <laughs> wax parchment paper and slowly gnawing at it. And it was like, a, such a great visual. Some of the wax was like tearing off into the cookie and just <laughs> ate it. Oh, gosh. All right. Question 75, dubbed the Ben Hansen after uh, the first guest on this show. Hmm. What's the greatest piece of art ever made? Wow. That's a really tough question because there's a lot of you know, valuable art in this world. And also art is subjective, right? Like what we consider, um, you know, what we consider good art is, is complicated. Um, oh, absolutely. Like I consider video games art. Um, so in that 
regard, it could be considered like, um, what's your currently favorite video game? Because they're all art in a sense. Oh yeah. Um, and for different reasons. Um, like what was like a meaningful f- game that I played that evolved the way I thought about something or made me think critically about the world. Um, and I would say Papers, Please is um, extremely mm. valid and, and important art piece that people should play because you're not just playing a video game. You are learning about processes set in place that are hurting people, um, broken systems, injustices to human beings. And you're like actively learning about those problems as you're playing it. And that game is very important. Um, and so I, I think that that's probably the best art, but that's really hard to, that's really hard to narrow down, you know? Oh, very difficult. But I think that's a, a really solid answer. That that game is like, I think it should be experienced by more people, whether they play video games or not. It's, uh, it, it, it's got a message and it's pretty powerful if you can soak it in. Totally. Sure. I mean, it's like, it's praised in our world, but how many people who don't really play games know what that game is? And if they do play yeah. it, maybe they're like, this game is too hard and it's frustrating. And it's just like, but why? I like remember going into an art exhibit when I was a kid and there was one of those crane games, you know, one of those like UFO catcher machines where you, yeah. yeah. And it had uh, passports in it and it was really hard to pick up a passport because they're flat, you know, and they don't, the clocks <laughs> don't want to pick them up. And it was like really annoying to me. And it was like so important to understand that the artist was conveying how hard it was to get a, uh, like a passport in certain countries, um, based on your background, based on like your ethnicity. And it was like, it was telling me something. Um, and so it'd be really cool for more people to be more open to those types of experiences. Cause if people played papers, please, maybe they'd be more observant or more understanding about certain types of, you know, issues that people are facing in this world that wouldn't typically you wouldn't typically think about because they don't affect you. Yeah, I, I I love that. That's actually a very good like art exhibit. I know, and I art. hated That's... it because I was like, I want to win. Seventy six. <laughs> uh, have you ever had something happen to you that you'd consider paranormal? <laughs> uh, that's so good. Um... <laughs> I'm not too much of a paranormal person. I love like the movies and stuff about that stuff, but I don't really like personally get too much into ghosts uh, or like the supernatural. Um, I'm trying to think of like anything really crazy. I know that like when I was in middle school, as many middle schoolers did, I got three other girls and we did a seance and we were all, you know, witches of a different direction i think Mm -hmm. i was north i don't remember the point is is we did a love spell and the dude totally asked my girlfriend out the next day and we were all like what it did not work out (laughs) that's that spell worked i don't care what anyone says that spell worked (laughs) 77 would you ever use a ouija board uh, we did when we were in middle school and we were those <gasps> girls and it was really fun. We had a lot of, we had a lot of good times using a Ouija board. I haven't used one in years. Wow. Okay. 78. Simply. Why? Because I gotta. <laughs> Perfect answer. Uh, 79. If given the chance, when would you time travel 
two? Um, that's a tough one. Probably like um, into the future, not into the past. I feel like hmm. uh, I take risks being a woman going too far back. <laughs> I'd probably be, I'd probably be called a witch. Uh, they'll know. So I'll probably go into the future and check out what it's like in the year 3000. <laughs> this is turning into a Conan O'Brien bit. <laughs> uh, question 80. Have you ever made a sudden dramatic change to your lifestyle and stuck to it? I try things out all the time and don't stick to it. It's another one of my quitter mentalities, just like movies, books, and TV shows. I quit things all the time. Um, you know, I try exercising five times a week and I quit. I try everything and quit. I've tried like eight instruments and quit. Um, I'm doing pretty good with keeping up the stand-up base, but I've only been doing it for a year and a half. So I could quit anytime, anytime. Um <laughs> Something that is a lifestyle change that I've committed to was eating less meat. I know that's not very dedicated, but I used to eat meat with every meal. And at some point hmm. in the last few years, I determined I don't need that much meat. Like you don't need to eat meat all the time. So I've started doing like no meat Mondays or just not eating meat for lunch because you don't need it. And I've just reduced my meat intake, um, which I think is good for the environment. It's good for... Your health is good for all sorts of reasons, but it's amazing how much meat we eat because we expect to literally have protein in every meal. Um, and so it's good for you oh. to try to not do that. Absolutely. Uh, 81, what game show, past or present, would you love to be a contestant on? <laughs> um, I think people would get a kick of, out of me on Jeopardy because I would be really bad at it and I would get a lot wrong. <laughs> And I'd probably at some point just become an embarrassment. Um, there was like this like Simpsons joke where they were like, they needed money really badly. And then they cut to like Jeopardy and it showed all these contestants with like $20,000. And then Marge had like negative $8,000. And then they like kicked her out and they were like, make sure to give us our money. And she was like, oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that's how Jeopardy worked. I feel like I was yeah. pretty bad at that and I don't deserve to be on it. Um, Alex, Alex Trebek swinging a nightstick, just like, you better come for that money. That's my money. <laughs> uh, I think I'll probably be more uh, beneficial on a game show that's a bit more like whimsical, like Price is Right or Wheel of Fortune, where I could just mm. like randomly hope that I do good. I like that. Uh, 82, what's a quote that you love? Currently, the quote that I've been reading a lot, that I've been thinking about a lot, is from Martin Luther King, and it's, um, a riot is the voice of the unheard. And I think that there's a lot to be unpacked there about um, what causes, you know, societal upheaval, anger, frustration, um, and people to break the contract that we have with society. And I think that it starts with society listening to the people. And if you feel unheard, yeah. then anger rises and people break their contract. So uh, I think Martin Luther King was pretty poignant about that. And I think all he's saying is, is if you're not listening, you know, you're going to get people are going to get frustrated. Yeah. 
I think that is especially powerful and poignant right now. Yes. Yes. Uh, 83. <laughs> nice, nice tonal shift. 83, what's the best shirt that you own? <laughs> <laughs> 84, what's the worst assassination? In the-, <laughs> uh, the best shirt? Do you want, yes. like, the, the make and model here? No, just something that, like, you know, in, in your mind, how would you describe it? I have a shirt um, that I got from a friend when I was in high school that is from a Dayton, so uh, Dayton, Ohio, Demolition mm-hmm. Derby. It is a real Demolition Derby t-shirt that she bought when she was at a, like, a Demolition Derby in freaking yeah. Dayton. And it's really, really worn and it's really, really soft. And it's got like a beaten up car uh, graphic on it. And I still wear it to this day. And I think it's great. Perfect. (laughs) Uh, 84, would you change your middle name? No, I like my middle name. Uh, It's Elizabeth. It's very, it's nice. It's, it's fun. Yeah. Got a good role to it. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, it's good. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. It's good. <laughs> I could go on, but I'm not going to. That's right. Hey, that's fair. Uh, 85. What's a good impression you can do? Um, I don't know if I do good impressions. Uh, sometimes I do impressions of Valley girls from Ohio because we used to joke around about them a lot. And I used to be, you know, I was around them a lot. So we would always do that. But it's not uh... a human being. It's a type of person. No, that totally counts. All right, do you want to hear it? I think I have to, yeah. <laughs> do you know where I can get a smoothie around here? <laughs> I feel like I'm there. I'm in. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> oh, Frank Zappa. I love it. I love it. Uh, 86, is there a tattoo you wanted to get but are glad you didn't get? Yeah, I don't have any tattoos, and I always want tattoos, and then I'm always glad that I didn't get the tattoo. Um, <laughs> when I was a kid, I really wanted uh, a seahorse because um, I thought they were really neat looking. Like, they're wild creatures, right? To, like, have a creature that looks like a creature that's on the other half of the planet, like the dry part, yeah. and but it's underwater, and they uh, are, like, crazy creatures where, like, the dudes give birth, and I just thought those are dope. I want those on my body. But when I look on it now, um, seahorses are also like really fucking crazy, weird looking creatures. Like they're not like intrinsically attractive looking creatures. Like they're really odd. And I just don't know if I want all those on my body. I don't think I want anything that like could possibly be misinterpreted as like some kind of weird sperm creature on my body. So I'm glad I didn't do it. I respect that decision a whole bunch. Thank you. (laughs) 87. How would you describe your 16 year old self uh i was a huge uh rebellious teenager i was raised very religious and i wanted to break those shackles i was bad i was in trouble all the time i was doing drugs and drinking and i was my poor mother was i was probably the bane of her existence and um I was tough when I was 16. I was just kind of looking for something to do with my life. Wow. Very interesting. I was also into gymnastics and other things, but I, I was 
you know, I was a little but shit. You had the rough edge. Yeah, if you're going to yeah. define me, I would say I was a little shit. <laughs> I was. All right, let me take that note. All right, Kish. <laughs> little shit. 16. Little shit. Got it. Uh, 88. I think we might have gotten it, maybe, uh, previously, but what's the worst injury you've ever had? Oh, yeah. Double ankle sprain. <laughs> that, I, it's tough to top that. Yeah. At the same time, pop, pop. Um, that was true. That's what happened. Oof. Oof. Times a thousand. Uh, 89. What is a habit of yours that you want to break? Uh, biting my nails. I relapse all the time. I try and break it all the time. I really do try. I've been pretty good, uh, during quarantine. I've been fairly good. Um, but every mm. once in a while I relapse and they're gone. So it sucks. I've been working on it my whole life. I've tried so many different things. It's just a constant battle. It's very tough. I think that might be mine also. <laughs> it's an anxiety uh, thing. Yeah. Um, 90, we're on the home stretch. Have you ever lied on your resume? Oh yeah. I think we all <laughs> stretch the truth. I think that no one is like this purist when it comes to their resume. I have definitely said you know, that I was a business owner and entrepreneur when I was doing something on the side. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I had a website where I was like making games. Uh, I was making uh, trailers for indie games and um, it was not a full-time job, but on my resume, I would say I was a business owner and, you know, I was, but it was like, not really, you know what I mean? I was doing it. Yeah. For a lot of a lot of ones where you would go well technically yes yeah <laughs> if you dived into it it didn't not really true but i think that it was the bend that i needed to be able to express that i was hungry and i think that's what resumes really are are ways for you to express you know in what ways you're hungry and what ways you're striving to be better to be understood or contribute to society so if i can do that i'm going to do it and if you don't like it then don't hire me that's that that is some fascinating insight on the mindset of resume. <laughs> uh, 91, have you ever punched someone in the face? Uh, I have punched my sister in the face. Um, this was during the time where, like, there was only one landline. So we both would probably want to talk to our boyfriends at the same time, and we would fight oh. over such things. To be fair, um, you know, it's not that violent. Like, I'm just saying we threw bows and then got over it. I was a little <laughs> shit at 16 again. Yes. Refer back to, refer back uh, to questions. previous question. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 92. Would you ever go to a nude beach? Yes, I absolutely would. I am a pretty big advocate of like uh, hashtag free the nipple. I feel this is very personal views, right? Like not like anything else. I just think it's cool that people can express themselves in any way they want, as long as they're not hurting another person. Um, so someone being nude doesn't hurt anyone else unless you're going to have those jokes about my eyes, but it's like, whatever, dude, <laughs> like nudity doesn't hurt anyone. Just don't go if you don't want to see it. So yes, I would totally go. I would totally, you know, shake what my mama gave me. And I think it's, I think everyone <laughs> should do it once. Amen. Uh, 93. Again, I love the tonal shifts here. 93. When was the last time you cried? Oh, <laughs> probably recently. I'm trying to think. It's been a really yeah. bad, like, it's just been a stressful couple of weeks. I do think I cried during quarantine um, from 
it's loneliness, um, just kind of missing human interaction, you know, friends, going to a bar, those things really help me get out my frustrations or my anxieties. So I would be more likely to cry over something really small, um, but I'm not crying over the small thing that occurred. I'm crying because of all this pressure that's been built up inside of me. So yeah, it was probably just like literally a couple weeks ago over something really stupid, but it was because I was upset about, you know, the what's going on. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it's okay to cry. Yes. Yes. People listening. Yes. Uh, 94, what's something you've done and will probably never do again? I went on a trip once where one of the things they said you could do was um, sled down a volcano. And it was kind of like their... marketing thing like slide down a volcano Ah! and i was like this sounds so cool like let's do it here we go (laughs) (laughs) and um it wasn't that cool in so many ways um you know you're talking about climbing it's not like you know it's not like it has a ski lift you know you have to climb the volcano um in full gear like in this heavy hot gear in the in the middle of the goddamn day in the sun it's basically like walk like climbing a mountain in the desert you know and it's very hot and heavy and exhausting and it took us like over an hour and a half to get our asses up there and you're thirsty and then you get at the top and it's like all right you know sled down and i would say that like the five minutes of like we that i had on the way down did not justify how dirty and (laughs) gross and sweaty and nasty I felt and I thought I I will never do this again wow that I mean uh, yeah that makes a whole lot of sense I don't say don't do it like it's a cool thing to try but like that is definitely something you you do so that you can tell other people you did it not because it's actually fun <laughs> yeah you've had your fill post getting that under your belt yeah, we took photos at the top and everything <laughs> <laughs> 95 best compliment you've ever received um my dad loves me a lot but he doesn't often say the words i'm proud of you it's extraordinarily rare and when i moved to san francisco with the money i had in my pocket and no job and i um worked really hard to try and establish myself and I eventually did uh find a job and was able to kind of like make it on my own. Uh my dad told me on the phone that he was proud of me for taking a huge mm. risk and it meant a lot to me for him to acknowledge the risk and that I had done it. It felt really good. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, 96, tell me a joke. No! <laughs> Does that count? You laughed. <laughs> Dang it. I'm checking with the judges. Judges? They're going to allow it. Uh, this is unprecedented. I hate telling jokes on this spot because uh, I did on Gary Witta's show and I feel like I like didn't do a good job and I wasn't really prepared and telling jokes like on the fly scare the crap out of me. I only have like one joke in the 
back of my pocket that I always have. You know, like you know, when you panic because people ask you for things, you're like, I don't have anything like this ready to go. Yeah. But like I have one kid joke that I always have. So if you want to hear my kid joke, I, I can do that. I, I got to hear this joke. All yeah. Right. What do you get when you cross a parrot with a centipede? I don't know. What do you get when you cross a parrot and a centipede? You get a walkie-talkie. It's very good. <laughs> it's for children. It's perfect. That's it. all you need. I have it in the back, just in case. It's always in the back of my brain. In, in case of emergency, break glass. Is break brain. Yeah. <laughs> break brain. All right, 97. 97 used to be a question I made up that was just lousy. So now... It is the listener question of the week. <laughs> uh, if anyone has a question, send it over to 99questionspod at gmail or on Twitter. Uh, so this week we have a question from Trulanfa. Thank you, Trulanfa. Uh, if you could have any superpower, what would you choose? Um, this one's probably something that a lot of people would do, but I think it would be really cool to fly it's a very selfish superpower because i don't think i could do a lot of good with it um it's very unlikely that they would let me join some kind of task force where i would like get people Mm. out of buildings and stuff it's probably something that i would use to get my groceries but it would be really fun and everyone would point and be like wow and that'd probably be it and i'd probably try to tag birds (laughs) you say it's unselfish but the first time you have a friend that needs to like move out you're the first person they're going to call if you can fly. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah, I think I'll be really popular at like air shows, you know. I think they'd probably give me like <laughs> uh, flags and I would like run around with them uh, and everyone would be like, wow, isn't she cool? And that's it. That's That would be the extent of my power. Superpower well earned, I would say. Um, <laughs> uh, so thank you. True land for uh, 98. What made you want to be? who you are today i this is a really interesting time to ask me that because i feel like i finally achieved something that i've been working towards for a while um did you ask who made me or what made me what made you but it could be a who um when i was like getting into games as a career which was ages ago um, cause I worked for a video game publishing company for the, a Wii. Isn't that crazy? Ooh. Like that's like old console. Right. <laughs> and I, um, helped make Wii video games. And, um, I was like this small fry making, tra- I did the trailers for the video games. That was my job. And, um, I thought, man, it'd be really cool to like have a little bit more power to like maybe do something that I feel like had value in the company. Like I actually had a say and I could like contribute in larger ways to the company or maybe to like the people who like the company, but I would need to work for a bigger company and I would need to have power within that company. And I like definitely never felt like I would ever get there, but it's really cool now that I've kind of been fighting for, you know, over 10 years to try and find a place where I feel like I can say, cool, I'm going to like work on things that I think are really important, like, um, like pride month or national accessibility awareness day. And I'm going to, you know, get company resources together to like, make sure I'm allowed to do it. And I'm going to 
make sure that the audience hears about it and market it. And so people can be like, cool, like I want to contribute. I want to be involved in these things. And it's fun to, to get where I was at. But I think it probably started when I was young and I started out in like, you know, crappy corporate America and was like, man, it'd be really nice to like do something that I find value in, but I better Mm. right now. I, you know, my boss, yells at me because I'm two minutes late and I'm going to make a trailer that I think is horrible because it's his idea. And that's just what happens when you start. Fascinating. Fascinating. But we are up to the titular 99 question. What do you want to be remembered for? Um, when I am dust, I think that it would be cool former the work that I did in my career to be entertaining and also hopefully um, spotlighting or amplifying voices that I think deserved it. I don't always think that I am the best person to speak on things. I don't think that I am the most knowledgeable on many issues. And so when I am not, my job is to amplify people that are better at that, that know better than me, that are ready to take on that role. And so I feel fairly strongly that um, my remembrance won't be a thing. Like you won't probably remember me when I'm gone, but that if I amplified someone who deserved it and they are remembered for the the things that they said that were significant, then that's going to be good enough for me. Wow. Well, let me tell you, from one fan's perspective, before you are dust, I think you are accomplishing those things, and you're doing a wonderful job uh, out there for it. What a nice um, thing to say to me before I'm dust. <laughs> I try to, you know, pre-dust talk. Um, but Mary, you've you've conquered the questions. You've yep. defeated them all, I, one I'm by a, one. That was good. It's stressful. Tell me more. I I wish I had more. I don't have any more. <laughs> I'm out. These are all I could think of. All the there was a lot of questions, a broad range of questions, and I liked them, and it was nice, and you pushed me in lots of different directions. And right when I got stressed out, you gave me a funny question. I, yeah, throw the curveball in there. But thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for taking the time. Is there anything you want to plug, anything you want to put eyes onto, anything you want to... Put into the world. The forum is exclusively yours. <laughs> um, a lot of people know me for my work at GameSpot.com, sometimes Giant Bomb, and sometimes Twitch. Uh, most of my work now is done on Twitch.tv slash Mary Kish. So you can find my streams there. I stream three times a week right now. I stream uh, whatever I want on Monday. I stream Dead Space on Tuesday and I stream Silent Hills on Thursday. And they're both with amazing people, Mike Mahardy on Tuesday and uh, Nina Freeman or Hentai PhD on Thursday. And they're lovely people. So if those things are interesting to you and you don't already look at them, go ahead and check them out. That's fun. Um, and that's it. I, I put my work into Twitch. So you'll see stuff like Pride Month this uh, June is going to be completely dedicated towards LGBTQ plus people who make this site what it is. So you'll see a lot of my efforts going into that month to support um, your favorite LGBTQ plus creator. They're everywhere and they're amazing. And this is a celebration. A truly incredible 
Mary Kish. I could talk to her all day. But we have to get out of here, and we have to figure out what we learned today. We learned that you can aspire to be the person that you put on your resume. Even if that's a macaroon chef, which is quite tricky out here. We learned that the only thing that can make ice hockey better is just making it ice boxing. And the only thing making that any better is having The Rock as the special guest referee. Ooh, baby. We learned that you all could spend your time anywhere. But I'm very glad it's with me here. Especially because that Rocket League soundtrack, Volume 2, is out. And that thing is real good. I looked that up. It was real good. But I want everyone to enjoy themselves and be safe and keep fighting the good fight for the next two weeks till our next episode. Enjoy all the perfect breakfasts that may come your way. Thank you. And good night.